Hello, anybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound, number 45. I'm your host, Dieter. With me, as always, is... Mike. <laughs> and together, we are friends. <laughs> we like to read comic books. More than that, we like to discuss them. Multiple Our discussions... Times in a row. What? Sorry. <laughs> Jumped in Sometime, there multiple times in a row. <laughs> sometimes, multiple times in a row. But we feel our discussions are so important, we have to record them. Sometimes. And put them on the internet for people to hear, even though nobody does. But we'll try. We keep trying. Someday somebody will, and they'll be like, whoa, these guys are dumb, but fuck, whatever. <laughs> but that's dedication. Talk about the same issue twice in a row. Yeah, but that's dedication. They're doing stuff nobody's doing, like talking about Batman and Superman comics. Like <laughs> They say they're DC fans, but it's obvious one guy just really likes Superman, and one guy just really likes Batman, and they both kind of tolerate each other's likes for it to like... <clears throat> Put up with the other one, so you know you go Pretty figure much. that out. I figured that out at episode like six. I don't know it took where you, you guys long. are. Yeah, it did. Speaking of Batman, let's get right into it. Batman Gotham Knights, number five, written again by Mark Russell, uh, Ryan Benjamin on the pencils, Dick Friend doing the ink, Alex Sinclair doing the colors, and Troy P- P- Petery doing the lettering. Ooh, See, no I'm, letters, no letter shout-outs this week. Oh, come on. That's, that, that, that's why I insisted on uh, restarting. Oh, okay. Well, since we did that, I guess we have to do the rest now. Well, All right. Well, like we know, these covers totally give away the whole story, and it's almost like you don't have to read the story. You can be like, oh, Harley Quinn's going to show up. I'm sure they'll get the best of them because Batman's got fucking Nightwing over here to help him. Right? So yeah. like, But again, with Nightwing with his... Uh, electric baton here that somehow is not electrocuting him with this oh, I, terrible arc, electrical arc there. It's all like squiggly to it. I don't know. It looks like he's going to do bad things with the, to, to Harley with that thing. <laughs> but uh, his Faraday cage suit that keeps him protected. Well, that super squat. <laughs> super yeah. squat. Speaking of that, yeah, look, look, look at his ass there. I know. It's, it's like hell little... spread and like his little balls are hanging down. It's hell, you know, get a different outfit. Nightwing. Pretty damn crazy. I don't know. It's pretty sharp there. It almost it almost looks like a uh, bat symbol. Whoa. Stay talk about staying on brand. Is that where, is that where the bat symbol came from? It's Batman squatting. You can see his ass cheeks. Yeah. Maybe. That's enough about Dick's ass. So uh <laughs> stuff about Dick's ass. It's a crazy so this, comment. It's a weird this, comment there. Yeah, to, to you. I don't know. But uh not to the uninitiated. But uh this story, like like they have been the last four issues, little self-contained, little one-off that at first wasn't, like I said, it was just like at, taking it for what it was at first. Didn't like it too much. And then thought about it, and I ended up liking it quite a bit. This one is uh, starts out with Gordon and Batman and some cop that you're supposed to care about, right? They really bury the list. Guy's been around. I've watched him come up. Oh yeah, he's he's doing the good fight. Ain't nothing bad going to happen with this guy in this story. Let me tell you, he's not wearing a red shirt or nothing. But uh, <laughs> he's got red hair though. There was there was the hint there. There's the hint. There. Oh, we blew it. And then nobody has pupils in this book. You notice that? What's going on with that? Except the long, guy with shifty eyes. Yeah, it takes a long he's time before one. pupils start appearing, or yeah. irises, even for that matter. But yeah, so uh, they got a a witness that they got to protect. He was a lawyer for the mob, and uh, the mob or not mob, just any supervillain, anybody. And they told him everything, all the fucking dirty laundry. This guy knows it all, Mike. But then <laughs> but it came of, out. But because of uh, client attorney client privilege, right? Yeah, he ain't gonna he's say shit to nobody. He's not. keeping it all secret. He knows everything, but he's not saying nothing. No, no amount of a. Uh, brass screws tightened down on this guy are going to make him spill the beans. But, turns out, he's never been a lawyer. Faked it all. 
So that privilege, that uh, what is it? Confidentiality is out the window. So now he's actually going to, for some reason, now he's like, okay, yeah, I'll testify. Fuck it. You found me out. I'm, found not, out. I'm not really a lawyer. And since that's not a legal thing, I'll fucking testify. Screw it. I don't want to go to jail. Well, I guess that's what it's for, right? He's not going to go to jail. So. Yeah, but I don't know. Cops Can't cops make a deal with a lawyer to get the, to get information? Or does that not, not ever happen? I don't know. It seems, seems kind of crazy. Uh, just a couple of lawyers. You could do any, you could work with any criminal and help them out and uh, never get in trouble for it. Doesn't seem quite right. I think that's the way it works, though. Oh, shit. I'll become a lawyer. Do whatever I want. Good luck. But, nah, it's uh, too late. I'm too old for that. Yeah, you're right. You're an old piece of shit. So, anyway. <laughs> you're an old piece of shit. Uh, Thanks. So, Gordon's like, hey, bats, we need to get this guy across town, keep him safe, but all these fucking hitmen and shit are going to be coming after him all off, smoking aces type plot line. And, uh, so they go to do that, and it turns out the biggest baddie of them all, though, is Harley Quinn, right? Of course. she's She got the biggest amount of money, so that's their biggest f- adversary throughout this whole thing. But they still get the dupe on her, and they get the best of everything, and they save the day. And the guy gets to court on time to testify. And what happens then? So then what, he testifies and says, yeah, these guys said this. And then they're like, all right, now go get warrants on these guys. And they're like, all right, well, they already got like 50 warrants, like. What, like, is it really going to lead to any convictions or like anything, or any more indictments or? Yeah, again, it's all the no attorney-client privilege. So of course it will. I, I mean, that's the only thing I could take from this. And at that point, though, isn't it just hearsay? Isn't it like, well, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so so they're going to trust him after uh, after he does this to the, to the mob and everything, right? He's lying about every, being a lawyer. So he, like, every word he says must be gospel, right? Yeah, he's already can't. Tr- I don't think he'd hold up in any court. So it's kind of strange just why they're protecting this guy to begin with. But they do, and that's the story. And it's like it's real quick. And you kind of think of it as like, eh, it wasn't much. But then, what I ended up taking from it the most was the team up that between him and Dick. It's actually like a friendly, nice, mm-hmm. happy team up where it's like Batman asking for help. Hey, Nightwing gonna need some help on this one i need you to help me out and dick's like yeah no problem and then like batman's ridiculous plan of hiding him inside a body bag and like <laughs> kind of getting an, almost like murdered around like every corner right because he's like kicking the bag and like it's getting started on fire and there's all this shit thrown through a window and so like dick's even like on board with it that much to where he's not like complaining or just even being just like their petty squabbling that they're always doing lately mm-hmm and to get a story like that again is kind of refreshing to where you're like, ah, oh, remember when Batman cared about, you know, the people in his life. Yeah, it doesn't happen too much ever since, uh, at least since uh, New 52. It's always him just being a dick to everybody. Yeah, death in the family, right? So what do you think about the art here, though? Uh, no? Meh, it has its moments. It's just, I don't know, I got some really good moments. Like early on, I really liked the, you know, how he's drawing the faces and everything. But then later at the end of looking at his last page... Looks like it got lazy towards the end there. Well, even where that cop's eating that pizza, he looks like a werewolf or something. Like, his teeth are all hella jaggedy, and it's like... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and it looks like knock-knock is coming out of his mouth while he's eating it. <laughs> so it's like... What's the sounds he makes when he eats? Well, he throws the, throws the pizza on the floor. <laughs> right? Fuck. Oh, oh my shit. God, someone's at the door. It's supposed to be terrible. But then, uh, I don't know, they, they have the parkour scene. It's funny. It's, it's real different. Like, you got uh, Dick doing parkour off the building, right? So I just don't draw him pretty well. I can see what he looks like. But then you see uh, later on when uh, Harley falls to the floor. She's <laughs> doing some like terrible dance move like a little kid. Ah! <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> Fall through there. Like she's going to get split in half when she falls through because that leg is sticking halfway out. Right. No, no, very yeah. weird. The, yeah, the art's hit and miss for mm-hmm. me. I liked it in some points. I didn't like it in some others, but I don't know. The eh, story wasn't too bad. That's fun. Nice little one-shots. Yeah, one of the better of the four, or the five, so far. So, in my opinion. But, speaking of nothing else other than... Better of the three? Of the three, yeah. Deceased, Unkillables, three of three. Uh, Yeah, this one. Oh, yeah. The finale to the second part of the Deceased Saga, I guess you'd call it, right? Mm-hmm. It's a terrible saga. <laughs> it's not that <laughs> terrible. No, I meant terrible in the sense of unfortunate. 
But uh, <laughs> before we get into the story, you open up one page, and you got Superman sitting here. This I didn't like. This picture made me feel uncomfortable. It's funny because it didn't make me feel uncomfortable at all, but <laughs> now that you say it. He's got his legs like wide open in this chair, right? And he's like giving you these eyes. He's not smiling. He's not happy with you. And yeah, like even yeah, the shadowing of stronger together by staying apart. But he looks like he's pissed. But then I thought it was a story. I was like, oh man, Superman's going to either like rape somebody or fucking like tell somebody something. And I was like, I read it. I was like, staying strong. I was like, what book is this? Who's writing this mm-hmm. shit? Yeah. I didn't, it yeah. took me a long time to figure out this was like a COVID-19 like shelter in place attitude mm-hmm. type thing. I thought that was strange, man. That was kind of crazy. But I don't know. I kind of like the be, be like Superman. Stay in your fortress of solitude. Not because of any like human malware, but more like because of you just don't like people. Oh, that's true too. So, a little different. Yeah, I know. Hashtag, hashtag connected together. Was it like some human centipede thing? <laughs> that's that's why he's staring at you. He's like, oh my god. Yeah, oh, I'm going to shit in this guy's <laughs> mouth. Shit in your mouth. Staring at you. Uh, I'm, a, I'm the front. I'm the head right? of the centipede. Cuttlefish and asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's gross. Awesome. It's going to be like the, centipede three where there's like a hundred of them. A thousand of them? Yeah, yeah, They're all superheroes and shit. <laughs> See, why, why, why can't that be a horror book that, that's written? Turns Superman evil and he, be, and he becomes the uh, monster for uh, the human centipede. Right. He's doing experiments on humans. That's what he's been sent down for. Hmm. How uh, long can we go before their bodies disintegrate? Uh, so do you remember... <laughs> okay, so <laughs> getting off of that. Do you remember where this one left off? Getting off of that, what? Do you remember where these ones left off? Just keep the podcast going. Um, I did, because I reread, because I had to go back and flip past the last issue. Uh, Well, just kind of where they were trying to get out of... Things were going good for everybody, but then like the Mirror Master showed up and started killing everybody. And then Bane went bad and Mm -hmm. led all the bad people into the... Whatever, the school or whatever they were at. So... That starts up so that you think Bane's going to fuck people up real bad. And you're like, oh boy, this is going to be crazy. But then Grundy <laughs> comes out of nowhere and just rips it. Not even rips his head off. He pops his head off. It it goes, and it smashes into someone else's face. And then he throws it <laughs> uh-huh. so hard that it doesn't even like hit somebody's face. It yeah. caves that person's face in. Uh-huh. And then even Creeper says that's the first headbutt I've ever seen without a body behind it. <laughs> Yep. And that, by far, got to be the coolest death so far from this whole series. Yeah, it was pretty great, yeah. And it wasn't that violent, though. Like, for ripping somebody's head off, you'd think, like, there'd be a, they kind of, I think they centered it quite a bit. You'd think there'd be more blood in there, because, yeah, his neck hole just looks like, uh, like I don't it know, popped like out a, a cavity. Yeah, it's like a yeah. filthy gum hole or something. Mm-hmm. But I like where he's throwing it. And, like, yeah, there's no, like, vertebrae hanging out of the back of it or anything. No. But it is still pretty cool. in this book. Yeah, bullshit. But uh, so then they start fighting back at the little thing that's coming in and they realize that they can't stay there any longer and they got to get out. And so they started like a convoy, like the Batmobile tank thing and a couple of buses, right? Two buses. And then uh, this is what, okay. Sorry, did they have enough people for two buses? They had 41 kids. They could have used one bus, I suppose. Yeah. They're all got their own seat here. Well, it says exactly how many people there are. So let's see. One Batmobile, two buses, 41 children, six supervillains, three anti-heroes, one actual hero, one com- police commissioner, and one dog. So, yeah. 41 children. There's, there's got to be at least 20 uh, rows in each bus, right? Yeah. Anyway. Well, you, got like, seat. you got 50 people, man. Why are you trying to... Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. So they're like, we're going to go to the got back to Gotham to that, uh, what is it called? That garden sanctuary that Harley Quinn mm-hmm. and Poison Ivy had set up in what, the first story? Yep. Yeah, okay. But as they're driving, Mirror Master shows up and starts fucking shit up pretty bad again. I love the whole Mirror Master thing, going through the, window, the, yeah, the windows and the mirrors. It reminds me of Poltergeist 3. Snatching up children and shit, dude. Mm-hmm. It's hella crazy. So they're trying to break the windows and the mirrors. 
but uh, he goes to grab Cheetah's favorite, and we get an excellent Cheetah crackhead face. I know. It's so awesome. And that panel where she says, you don't take this one. <laughs> and like her eyes and like that one, that's a crazy ass face right there. Yeah, and she claws through uh, Mirror Master's face. Yeah, like right through his fucking head, dude. Right through his eyes, off the back of his head. And uh, the girl says, uh, good kitty, right? Mm-hmm. And she does the face. Yeah, she's the only one that gets to call me that. <laughs> it's so great. Again, it's the uh, catnip uh, face again. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, cheetah's super crazy cat catnip faces. Love them. But so they finally get out there and it's like everything's just surrounded by a horde of anti-life equation zombies, right? And then uh, Jason and Rose are in the Batmobile in the front. There's an alarm going off. I think it's funny because there's like, maybe it's a good alarm. It's like, I don't think Batman would ever install a good <laughs> alarm. Uh-huh. I think that's pretty funny. Yep. But uh, it's Wonder Woman. Just like, I think that's pretty, where she shows up and like they show her off. That's pretty badass. Like she's super crazy. Oh, it's pretty great. She's, like, she just flies out and smashes everything as fast as yeah. possible. And yeah. yeah and doing the superhero pose, but <laughs> all covered in blood. It's awesome. And then Cheetah's like, yeah, I can fight her. And then uh, Grundy and what's his name? Creeper. Creeper. The the tree lobster crew. And where did that come from? I remember, I mean, they just mentioned it, but. Vandal Savage, like, started off the entire, like, he had this whole speech about how, like, tree lobsters weren't extinct, really. Okay. And then, like, at the end of it, like. They were like, what did you get from this? He's like, tree lobsters are like the coolest thing ever. Like, and like he's like, no, that's and like that was the joke. Was like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, they sorry, didn't okay. take, they took one thing from his speech that meant nothing and turned it into like that was what he meant and it wasn't. And mm-hmm. it was like, so then they started like this team tree lobster thing. So it was a joke all the way from like the first issue. Yeah, I knew it came from the first issue. I can't remember what the joke was though. And so yeah, you got Grundy, Creeper, and Cheetah now fighting zombie Wonder Woman. Well, they now everybody goes to one bus. They're like, okay, now we can just now it's okay to use one. So maybe that's why they did it. And uh, what's her name? Orphan doesn't make it. So is this Lady Shiva that goes out? Mm-hmm. Why does she? And why does she love her? That's She's not her mom. But I thought, oh no, I'm tripping. Yeah, I because thought, again, uh, uh, what's her name? Al Ghul, uh, Talia. You know, in one of the other books, we were confusing Talia with Lady Shiva. Okay. Whether they be around. But this is, okay. this is, I think this is the third book now we've read recently where there's Orphan and Lady Shiva together. Because there was a Detective Comics we just finished. Right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it something else? Yeah. I don't remember. Maybe it, was what the, the... Maybe, maybe it was Deceased. But this is, she gets scratched, which, since she doesn't have the healing power of Deathstroke, mm-hmm. she's done for. And instead of like, I don't know. She rips her own heart out <laughs> to like sacrifice herself. It's pretty badass. And they're like, uh, oh, that's pretty sweet though. So yeah, she kills herself before the the equation could take her over. But you just mentioned the shunk where she slices through the guy's face, his head off. Oh yeah, cool panels earlier. Like you're talking about yeah, it's it like a, it's like one of those ones where it's like through the like the lower jaw, uh-huh. upper jaw type of decapitation. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. But uh, yeah, she rips her own heart out then. But then Nuts. Wonder Woman starts to get the better of Grundy and everybody else. Commissioner's trying the- to save Rose and Jason. Mm-hmm. But then, oh man, Cheetah gets it. Well, I guess not too. Well, well, you're, you're, oh yeah, okay, yeah, so that's where you are because it. Yeah, so Rose and uh, Deathstroke are standing there. Right? Deathstroke's about to die. Cause yeah, slowly. Deathstroke's about to die. Even though he's got a healing factor, but he can't. Yeah, Rose is saying, yeah, because he's holding off like the entire horde. But then Wonder Woman starts to get the better. She like just breaks Cheetah's neck. <laughs> Her eyes are like po- pointing opposite directions. Right, stuff. rips off Creeper's Not head. Not kitties. And then like heart punches Grundy <laughs> like through his chest. That's awesome. So she just, they're all dead. So, so maybe like you mentioned earlier all the violence was taken away. I think they just left it for these couple of pages. Yeah, just I don't know. Blood what I mean. everywhere. Like, yeah, that's what I don't get. Like that Bane one seems so tame for like how violent it gets later on too. Like even when she ki- when she kills Deathstroke, 
she does it like Superman did in the first against Flash, right? She mm-hmm. just flies right through him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And turns him into like a cloud of mist. <laughs> a cloud of blood. Yep. Thoom. And then she grabs the bus to kill everybody. And that's when like the narrator's like, and that was it. That was the end. And then it's like, except, uh, you know, I'm Shazam. <laughs> I was hiding that Mary the whole Marvel. time. Mary Marvel. Yeah. I guess. You guess. But it's kind of, it's a nice little twist because then it doesn't make everybody dead. Yeah, exactly. They had to do something. I think and they, she, I think at the point is like, oh shit, how am I going to get us out of this? So she holds <clears> off, uh, Wonder Woman long enough for the, for them to get to the jungle where, I mean, I know Harley and Ivy are lesbians, but like that thing opens up like a vag to accept that bus, dude. That's hella crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so they like penetrate the jungle with this bus, right? Which we find out Wonder Woman can't come in there. And, uh, that's basically where this one ends. Like it ends, like as kind of on a happy note, they give a little monument mm-hmm. to Cheetah and Creeper to all the villains, right? Who and are Grundy. Now. Yeah. And de- yeah. Shiva. And they, they even have, like, oh, is it a, he's got a tree lobster on his wrist. Oh, but then, and you got Cheetah, they put on a, uh, they put the ears headband. on that, that she was wearing. Yeah. yeah. It, it was actually kind of a nice ending. I don't know. Yeah, it was a nice ending. And I like this a lot because did you ever think you'd see a comic where you got zombie Wonder Woman flying through bodies, annihilating uh, Deathstroke, and flying out with, like, I guess his heart in her mouth? Right. Or just completely covered in blood? It's insane. I kind of like it more when they uh, end on the downer, the downside. Mm-hmm. Or even with, like, the, the question of, like, well, did they really make it out? But this one's like, well, I mean, I guess it can continue on here from like inside the sanctuary, but but there, there, I mean, there's. It sounds like there's gonna be a lot more deceased books coming out. It but does stories because. On the side. Speaking of deceased hope at world's end, <laughs> did you read that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was. I mean, we could just going over it. All it was was just Jimmy Olsen's point of view of the start of everything, right? Mm-hmm. And that's. I mean, it just but, ends. But it's, I think there's they're they're expecting 14 issues of this, and it's the dollar. It's the it's it, this is the same model that they used for um, injustice. Injustice, right? So I think that, while yes, it's kind of frustrating to read it when you've read everything else. It's just a recap. I think it was done pretty well, and it had to be a um, recap of everything, right? In case this is the only book that you pick up. Pick up. But I think it's yeah, it's yeah. going to go in its own direction soon. Okay, yeah, so, but it doesn't even pick up from where this one ended. This other one ended. No, it's the start of the whole thing. Oh, okay. Right? It's, it's, yeah, it's his point of view of when the whole thing started and everything you saw in the original Deceased, where they took the whole uh, Delhi planet and flew off. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I mean, that's why I mean. It wasn't, we won't get into it much, but yeah, so it's Jimmy Olsen's POV, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess it'll be like a Jimmy Olsen-centric Deceased story. So, that'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be good. But I like this whole the world that he's creating here. And I like the fact that DC lets is letting us all this, you know, these <clears throat> not just separate stories. I'm going to tell my own story, but something so ridiculous that you there's no question that this is not canon, right? Just say, hey, what if, what if there was a zombie apocalypse and all the main superheroes got annihilated? Right. Well, what if the Superman Man of Tomorrow book stopped doing one shots and started to do a continuation story? Oh my God, I don't know what would happen. You'd get What Makes a City, Part 1, written by Robert Venditti, uh, Paul Peltier on pencils, Drew Hennessy on inks, and Adrena Lucas on colors, Clayton Cowles on letters. Yes. Do you want to talk about it so bad? The letters in the last book were even better, but anyway. Man, see, and I didn't even get duped by this one. I was like, what the fuck's Superman doing fighting Gorilla Grodd, I thought. And it's not. No, it's Titano. It's the first talking gorilla, or... uh, I don't know if he talks, but the first uh, century. No, no, he's saying "ook ook" quite a bit in this yeah. one. That's it. In fact, all he yeah, did. Did Tanner ever talk? Oh. I don't know. But I'm done monkeying around, Titano. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's a little crazy. But uh, this one starts out with Superman fighting Titano, who's just like basically a King Kong analog, right? <laughs> Wait, sorry, so it's exactly what it is, because I just looked up Titano. So on, on Wikipedia here, it says, Titano the Super Ape, right, which as I mentioned, is a fictional character introduced in 1959. Uh-huh. Thanks for telling me he's fictional. He's not really a giant ape that can shoot uh, uh, kryptonite lasers out of his eyes. 
which is which I wish they brought back in this issue. Yeah, he does not shoot anything. He shoot Krypton's lasers out of his eyes. <laughs> that just kind of cracked up. Is a fictional character introduced? Oh, thank right. you. So Superman is fighting him, but Titano kind of gets one over on him and like knocks his bitch ass out, throws him into a building and like ground punches him. <laughs> and Superman's like, oh, he gets ground punched twice, dude. He's getting his ass kicked oh, pretty hard. Oh, he gets hard. his ass kicked. Giant gorilla. And so then he's like, ook, ook, or he's just like saying, okay, one of the things. <laughs> oh, like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> ook. Exactly. But then all of a sudden. Well, there's like these little vignettes the whole time of mm-hmm. Lex watching the fight, and he's like, "Ooh, the time has come. I'm gonna fuck it." You know, like I don't know. He's, it's like watching a hamster crush video to him. <laughs> like he's getting off on Superman, and getting fucked up hell bad, and uh, he's like, "Now's the time," and he like does something, deet deet, and uh, <laughs> I love that sound. I was just looking at that deet deet. <laughs> this was computer, yeah, that was computer sounds. Deet 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 deet, and uh, these like cameras come out from around the city like around titano but then they turn into guns and they blast the monkey hella hard and uh but when this camera's coming apart it looks like it's got all the all the metal is like expanding out and it's like there's electric know, field, looks, electrical, electromagnetic field or something that just hangs it there i know it looks like cyborg like it looks like, they, a, exactly. like apocalypse tech and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and so it doesn't seem like earthly tech at all which is weird like if you find out it is like alien tech how ironic would that be It'd be hilarious like lex <laughs> Is that the Toy Man tech, maybe? Oh, maybe. Mm-hmm. See? It could be all wrapped there up together. Go. Yeah, see? So, you know. But then... So, yeah, it takes out Titano, the lasers. <laughs> and it may have killed him. Sorry, I'm know. laughing because I'm looking at the sound. I'm thinking about, ooh, ooh, again. Ooh, whack. Whack. <laughs> and then, doom. So, they might have killed him. We don't know. He looks pretty dead. Yeah, he does. There's a sale of monkey meat <laughs> the Metropolis <laughs> Market this weekend. Yeah. We'll know he died. A sale but, of monkey uh, meat? Because they normally eat monkey meat, but it's too expensive. And so now yeah, they can usually, so much of it. It's usually like around $10 a pound, but this weekend <laughs> it's like down to 59 cents a pound. <laughs> hey, supply and demand. It's like watermelon in July and shit, dude. It's like, what? It goes from like $1.35 a pound in December to like 15 cents a pound. That's a good watermelon. It's a big problem with uh, Metropolis. They love their monkey meat. Right. It's like at the zoo. <laughs> Never mind. But uh, so Superman wakes up. He's like, huh? What? beef at the zoo. Age monkey meat at the zoo. Sorry. No, I always thought like when the animal dies, they like use it at like the the cafeteria places but, around. But that's what I'm saying. Aged. It's, 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 it's advertised as aged. Aged meat. Yeah, it just aged. The old, it's got the old, it's the old monkeys that died. Ew. That's gross. All right. So anyway. Yeah. The, the camera saves the day and everybody's like, holy shit. Way cooler, and Superman happens to see it's LexCorp. And then it cuts back to the Daily Planet, and Perry is pissed. <laughs> Wouldn't you be? What happened, exactly? It's purely just the fact that, well, Lex um, um, got all these cameras installed all over the all over Metropolis. Oh, so he's mad that he didn't know that they were already knew. there. <clears throat> because okay. it's, there's got to be some legal ramifications, or, you know, you have to a lot, lot, lot of... Uh, you got to go to the city council to get cameras set up, especially these cameras that have freaking lasers in them. Yeah, right. It's kind of like right. the the red light traffic cameras and shit. Exactly. Yeah, just for red light traffic camera that are recording you. Now these are goddamn weapons throughout the whole city, and nobody, everybody seems to be okay with it. And so then Lois has to give Kent a pep talk again mm-hmm. because, like, he's like, oh, <laughs> "Are my feelings getting in the way of my conclusions?" And she's like, "Shut up, you piece of shit." That's awesome. We're reporters. Let's go save some fucking people. That's a good way to put it. Let's do it. My feelings get in the way. And then they start to... It goes like all like... It's like an 80s... Like I pictured like an 80s movie. Like where they start doing some kind of training montage. But they're doing like this article writing montage. Uh It's like LexCorp folds flush gang. Oh, it's pretty funny. I I love this Royal Flush. They use the Royal Flush gang. Because I don't think they're they're not in much. And they're kind of a lame... uh, Supervillain team, just throw them in here, right? And then that leads to, you know, Kent gets a call from somebody in Central City saying the prankster's out there, and Los is like, "Wait a minute, that's our supervillain!" <laughs> like it's a fucking sports team or some shit, right? It's hilarious. How they, no, they're supposed to be here. Yeah, they can't operate outside of city limits. Like uh-huh. I don't know. And then like Kent's like, "I know, Lex is doing such a good job." 
criminals can't operate in town anymore. Again. They're not happy. Why aren't they happy about this? There's weapons all over the entire city just placed on walls everywhere. And they're and, so and far, super, even just, Superman's saying, no, this is, must be fine. Yeah. Three weeks later, though, like, it's only, all it's done is eliminate crime in Metropolis, <laughs> uh-huh. and they're still upset. Yep. I don't know why Batman's like, holy shit, this is brother eye, but it's working. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So, like, why isn't this being implemented all over the world so far? Is what I, like, I'm on Lex's side. You're on Lex's side of this? At, at this point. Yep. Until we get to this oh. next page. <laughs> the whole problem with brother eye, right? Right, so this guy's just he. This guy is coming out of a restaurant. He's just skipping out on a check. You know, it's just a couple bucks. He looks kind of. He's got a very dirty jacket on. He's probably homeless. He's just looks trying like to he get has socks, right? It doesn't look like shoes. Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah. you know, what he's doing is wrong. You know, I'm not trying to say he should. It's all right, but he's not a super criminal yep. by any stretch of the imagination. But that little camera thing, which totally looks like RoboCop. Like that, uh-huh. the bad RoboCop one. Remember yeah. the guy that took the 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 drug, the the nuke or whatever. <laughs> uh, looks like the pole starts to walk, but it doesn't. But the does, camera gun, That's right? They've got legs there. Yeah. Yeah. The camera gun calls this guy out. And he says he's a super villain, and this is interesting to me because Clark Kent shows up. Yep. And this is a world where we don't know that Clark Kent is Superman, right? Mm-hmm. And he steps in front of the guy. He's like, you can't hurt this guy for doing nothing and the camera was like no you know what you're the fucking threat now and it zaps Clark Kent <gasps> zap, 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 neutralizing him Kazak Kazak <laughs> the universal <laughs> neutralization sound and now we get our first part two mm-hmm. or our first like continuing storyline so our first uh, what's it called uh, cliffhanger of the series yeah, uh, so, like, so are they going to do Ben's story now? Truth? I hope not. I hope they just stay on to this story. Fuck the other... Fuck what's going on in the other storyline. Mm-hmm. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, are they going to redo that whole story here? Everybody now knows who he is? No, I don't know. I hope it goes somewhere else. And I hope... It, I don't know. I hope not. I really don't. And uh, you know, like you said, if this is like... If that's the Toy Man tech, and even if they're dipping into the other four issues that came before... Mm-hmm. Like, now here's Lex. Like, because he did say, this is my city. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it could, like, this has been going on the whole time in the background. I like it a little bit more. And if they just keep it in this world, then I'm oh, fine with that. Yeah. I don't mind that it doesn't line up with everything else that's going on. No, it doesn't have to. I was just saying, because this, the, my, my first thought here was how they're not going to know he's Superman. Or they're going to do old school uh, 60s, and they're going to make some some excuse. And I was dressing as Clark Kent, because that, I knew that's how I could get in there. Like, oh, okay. I- I was wearing Superman pajamas, and I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> there you go, exactly. So, uh, speaking of embarrassing ourselves, do we want to talk about this next book? Nice Wonder segue. Woman. Wonder Woman 755. Let's do it. Judgment of the Damned. The only thing positive we had going for us on this, I thought, was that it was a part one. Mm-hmm. I know. But then the more that I read into this, I was like, there's a lot of stuff we're missing. Yes. Like, oh boy, this is like, how long has Orlando been writing Wonder Woman? Uh, it's we'll start. been quite a while. That's what we'll start with is uh, the Four Horsemen Part 1, Steve Orlando writer, Jesus Marino, penciling, uh, Vincent, I can't even say that guy's Vincent name on Daisy Fuentes? Yeah, go for it. And then I can't even, colors as well. <laughs> Romulo Fajardo, Jr. There you go. Good job. Uh, the pepper sauce letter. Oh, get it in there. I got to get it in there. So this one, like I haven't read Wonder Woman since Azarello. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, we try. Well, we, I mean, we read, we've read bits and pieces here. We haven't read. It yeah, I've read an issue yeah. or two, but like nothing consistent. So a few of it, because I read. Who was it that did it? I don't know. Somebody came back. I forgot who it was that used to do it, and we were just all excited. It was one of the ones where the, the, she was trying to find the mascara because she wasn't worthy of getting back there. And then it never really went anywhere, and I don't know. There was a good side story there, because there was a friend of hers that, uh, there's something wrong with her daughter, and he ended up bringing that daughter to Themyscira. It was the only way she could live. And so the mother was separated from her, because she couldn't get to Themyscira. So there's a weird, there's a decent story, uh, side storyline going on. But the overall okay. story seemed to take forever. Okay, well, I kind of did good enough. I think I pieced it enough together of this one to figure out what was going on by the end. And it seems that, so, back in the, 
Well, there's two stories here. There's like what's going on in Boston or no, Manhattan, I guess. Yeah, Manhattan. That's where, and Boston. And Norway, which I thought was the name of that chick at first. <laughs> I was like, why are they getting lazy naming these people? And then I was like, oh, wait, that's where they are. Yeah. But anyway, so back in the day, Wonder Woman, while she was with Argus, like went in and uh, stopped these like super Nazis or something, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a couple in there that had a kid. And because Argus stopped all the... I think they killed her parents or whatever, neutralized these supremacists. Uh, She took her in as a child and gave her to like some foster parents and never told her about her past where like, Hey, your parents were like Nazis and, uh, you have a blood lineage to the Valkyries and which hate, I guess, I don't know much about these Valkyrie things. And I guess this chick is actually made by Orlando as well. Oh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I looked cause I ended up looking it up at the end mm-hmm. and she came out like he created her. What's her name? Paula or something. Helen. She's, Helen Paul, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Orlando made her, but the Valkyries are an older thing. And okay. her mom is like a older thing. And they were an enemy of the Amazonians. Right? Mm-hmm. Which they kind of touch on in this one. So the whole conflict now is though that she's grown up and when since Leviathan happened cuz she was in Argus, she found out who she really was like the truth right oh it's a truth another truth and for some reason she's hella mad at wonder woman for trying to like give her a good life like she's like you should have told me i was destined to be a fucking supremacist viking nazi bitch because that's who i really am right Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where this story's going and now she has i guess some disciples that are helping her out because they want to open up the portal to Themyscira so they can get in there and fucking kill all the Amazonians too. Right? Mm-hmm. That's basically everything that happened in this issue. Yep. The only thing I got was concerned. This scene, champion to champion, like that where they first start fighting. You know what I'm talking about? No. Halfway through here or? Yeah, it's like right in the middle. To, uh, oh, yeah. Where ha- yep. Why are Wonder Woman's gauntlets so veiny? I don't know. It looked like she's wearing like two dicks on her arms. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. Like I have no idea what's are going they on. Are cracked? Because it looks like they're cracked later. Are they cracked? Well, yeah, I don't know what's happening. They look like veins. Oh, they, yeah, they, she, it looks the same later. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But they get in a good fight, I guess. I don't know, but... Kind of just from this one issue is kind of like an interest because it seems like a recap of a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of stuff coming to a head. It tells you that there's a few editor notes. I think one of them even refers to like an annual, which you know is like that's super callback stuff usually. So I don't know. I, I kind of it made me want to read the next one. Is what I got by the end of it. Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd be happy to read the next one. It was a little tough to read, just like you said, you have to figure out what is going on this whole time, but it. it I mean, I guess it explains it. I just yeah, always like, wonder, where, like, I'd rather I like to read it as it happens rather than read the recap. But that's yeah. kind of stupid because then you'll never jump in and start reading anything. See all the stuff with like Donna Troy though, and like this other chick, these two other broads. Like, I have no idea what's going on with them. And then they also look like they have somebody in here. Well, they include Leviathan, but then it also looks like they include somebody from metal is that mira who is that that has the where towards the end like two pages she shows her on a monitor sees you understand that lie uh-huh. would display and then who is that that has like the batman who laughs eye thing oh i don't know that's like that's obviously a nightmare person right yeah is that mira did she get I don't know. That's what I mean. So there's all these. So there's like yeah. Leviathan. There's the metal. There's looks Orlando's like story itself. Who is she? Was she in Supergirl or the one that's wearing the Superman blue costume on the on the screen? Yeah, I don't know. 
That's what I mean. This book has threads yeah. into like every other story. And we, I mean, we haven't been reading it, but I want to go back I, and read these. I feel like I've missed out on something now. Yeah, completely. And isn't this uh, Grail as well? Yeah, I thought so. I thought it was Grail. Where it says go back to number seventy-five, so that's Grail. So that's from yeah. Dark Side War. Mm-hmm. So that's going back even further. So yeah, so I wonder because um, Death Metal, Dark Knight's Death Metal, is going to be centralized on Wonder Woman. So I wonder if all these uh, stories are going to feed into that. Uh, I want to go back and read all these. Then I don't I know, know, man. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like some great stuff going on here. Yeah, so it was like we were kind of like hesitant at first to pick this up. And we were like, oh, well, because we were just trying to pad the episode. Well, we got to have a fourth book, man. And then, <laughs> so like, just like that. That's how I read uh, it in your, in your text, anyway. And then, uh, <laughs> that's how I sent it. <laughs> so <I'm laughs> well, there you go. And so, uh, yeah, we were like, I guess Wonder Woman. I'm but, not going to read a comic about a woman. Come on. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> let alone talk about it on the podcast Dieter, is it Batman or is it Superman yeah right but no this one actually that's like, really good so it kind of like because it was like a recap and it kind of put all these other threads but then like, not only from its own story but like I said from like metal and all the other stuff like the other large stories and if they're still doing stuff with Grail like from all the way back to Dark Side War then yeah this might oh this is pretty badass I might have to because remember Orlando also wrote some stuff with Snyder like he was big during New 52 with like uh, event stuff wasn't he uh, yes I can't remember what he's been doing he's been doing a bunch of stuff over the years <clears throat> I can't um, but I can't remember the last one he did hmm. let me see <clears throat> I'm trying to look up to see where uh, he started on Wonder Woman but yeah it's good st- yeah look up where he started on Wonder Woman because that's where <clears> I'm going to start I'll try to go back and read from see if we can so it's not one thing we didn't talk about though was the cover here. Yeah, what about it? I, I thought it was a really great cover, but it doesn't fit the story at all. Except I mean the judgment portion. But like it looks like she's dying and you got all these uh zo- um I don't know, undead zombies staring at her wearing Amazonian costumes. Well, those cool things cover. are in the back those things are on the background, like where she says champion to champion, where she has those like cock gauntlets on. <laughs> cock gauntlets. <laughs> like, is that what they're called now? Cock gauntlets. Yeah, like those are <clears throat> those same uh, like apparitions or okay, whatever yeah, yeah, in the background yeah, yeah. there. Right. There's the skeletons back there. Yep. Yeah. And then I think when she's laying down, like this whole thing about you know, there's the truth. Like she's trying to tell her like the the history you learned isn't what how it actually went down. And yeah, you're telling me it's the truth because he you got your lasso but that's only because you believe it to be the truth. I think that's like the whole thing she's like proving to her, like you're wrong and I'm going to prove it to you type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the judgment of the damned. Yeah. So I was it, saying, does, it, it definitely makes sense thematically. I was just talking about, she looks well, very frail there and like something else was going on. Yeah. But these are the covers we enjoy where it's like, what am I going to get? Mm-hmm. And then it's like nothing, but it's not even like the Schrodinger's cover where you can go back and be like, Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, it's good stuff though. Like yeah, I had, I like I said, I haven't, I haven't been reading. I didn't know whoever took over from Azarello. It was the couple, wasn't it? Yes, yes. And that was, and that brought back was, Donna Troy, and she was like naked in the first issue, and yep. people lost it. Yeah, I didn't like that, and I never went back to Wonder Woman really. And I don't know when Orlando picked it up, but I'd like to go back. No, I think looks like November two thousand nineteen. It says uh, Wonder Woman has returned to th- home to Themyscira, so we. All that storyline was we're trying to get back to Themyscira. So Steve Lando must have uh, started right after she got back. And it says uh, she's brought a new series writer Steve Orlando with her. After two guest stints on Wonder Woman, the DC exclusive writer has taken over the pot title post-G Willow Wilson and into her upcoming uh, Milestone 750. So right around 750 it looks like. Okay. Well, yeah, that's not too many. It's only five issues, six issues, something like that. What What's that annual then, though, that we told that it, when did annual number three come out? I don't know. Because that's the one where it, sh- it told us to read that one, too. It says, uh, Wonder Woman number 75, which is who wrote that one? I'm thinking it was him, but... And then Wait, seven- is it really that old? Well, when did they go back? Annual. 2016. Was there an annual three in 2016? Yeah, that must have been a previous one. 
written by oh written by Steve Orlando. Well, that it goes back to that too. Yeah. So I think there's a couple issues. It looks like he wrote, wrote a couple issues beforehand, and then. Uh, hmm. Oh, 2019. Why did I say 2016? What's wrong with me? Oh, one of oh, series 2016. That's why. Yeah, so oh. October last year. So it looks like it's been about a year, or less than a year, right? So yeah. Well, That's a few not months. too many then to get back, <clears throat> get the back issues on. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'll go back and read them. Maybe we'll talk about So by the time the next book comes out, maybe we will have full, uh, I don't know, more uh, information. News? I got some news. I don't know what's happening out there, but I got something. Oh, shit. You actually have something this time. Can you believe that? No. Uh, all right. Anyway, so the best news of all, DC is launching a new previews catalog that's online only. Uh, <laughs> you know their previews catalogs? Yeah, I know, but I hated previews. I don't like previews to begin with. So it's <laughs> I, like, I know. Even solicits where you're like, oh, you want to know what happens in three months with this story? It's like, no, I want to read the next three issues. Yeah, no, it's it's weird because all those kinds of things are always set up for um, stores, right? So they know what to buy. But then everybody finds out about them anyway. And then stores end up handing the books out. So they've started creating them for uh, customers, you know, directly to the audience. And so they got mm. them online now. So it's kind of cool. I flipped through one big catalog. But um, again, it's all that. It's just telling you what's happening. And then... In, in one way, it spoils things. And in another way, it kind of screws things up because things always get changed. Kind of like with the yeah. deal leaving. Like the whole generations thing is probably not happening now. So you're looking at exactly. it, oh, I can't wait for that. And it's like, oh, wait. So you you get your hopes up and then everything changes and it is not nearly as good as it sounded like it was going to be. And so, yeah, it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, well, yeah. whatever. Well, it's good news for you. You love those damn fucking solicits. <laughs> uh, you know, Black Adam movie's coming out and there's a rumor now that there's going to be a JSA movie if the Black Adam does well. Because the JSA, Ooh. he's introducing um, the JSA in the Black Adam movie. And so yeah, there's that, rumors that, you know. That's not the real news about WB movies, though, Mike. Yes. Is there any it's other news? The news you like, couldn't even know. wait to send oh, me. You're talking about the fan campaign and we might actually get an ire cut of Suicide Squad? Is that what you're talking no, about? No. no, no, no. But that's happening. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> because of... The Snyder Cut is going to be the, released on HBO Max. Cut. Yeah, once they're done filming. <laughs> what? This, they're done filming the quote-unquote Snyder Cut, right? Yep. So, it's, yeah. So, there was the Man of Steel watch party. Uh, Snyder did a watch party on Vero uh, for Batman vs. Superman a couple of months ago. And there was tons of rumors that there was going to be a uh, an announcement then. And it didn't happen. And the funny thing is, somebody actually at the end asked about a um, Snyder cut being released, and he cut him off. And like, I think I think the feed ended. <laughs> They're like, okay, we're done now. Hilarious. And so this time they did. I watched the whole uh, Man of Steel with him. It was really cool because he's sitting there talking about it and giving his whatever, right? His, his basically he just the entire time says, "Oh, I did that because I thought it was cool." It's kind of funny. Um, but uh, at the end, he so at the end. He's sitting there. He goes, okay, now we'll uh, you know take some questions. And then uh, another screen pops up because it was using Zoom, essentially. And so another screen pops up, and Henry Cavill shows up. Right? So I'm like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> wow, Cavill's here. And, like, they really may be announcing something. So they're just bullshitting for a few minutes. Then they bring in, like, nine more windows. I think nine more windows pop up. And it's all, like, obviously guests, that they, uh, fans that they pre-selected. Right? So they're all up there. And he spent like 15, 20 minutes talking to him, right? Like someone would ask a question and Snyder would be like, well, you know, I thought it was this and I thought that was cool and I went to this uh, costume. Like he was just rambling on. And he even got to a point where someone else goes, hey, can I ask a question now? <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> funny, right? And so Deborah Snyder was there, his wife, and then Cavill's there. And again, they're just bullshitting. And so they point out and she keeps, you know, it was, a, it was obviously had a list of questions. And so he's like, how about this question? And she, Snyder, uh, Deborah kept saying, how about that question? And then uh, Snyder would pop off to something else, right? So I was like, I was starting to get this hint that were, she was trying to lead him to the announcement. Yeah. Then they had one girl ask a question. And she goes, hey, this, here's the mother of all questions. You know, when are you going to release a Snyder cut? And Zack Snyder goes, you know, I can't, right? I have no power over releasing the Snyder cut. And then he goes on, I swear for like two or five minutes, talking about, no, you know, it's probably never going to happen, almost. And Calvin goes, yeah, I think it would be kind of cool. 
You know, I would like to see something without without a mustache. <laughs> then Snyder goes off to, and talks about something else. <laughs> so oh I was like, God. oh, I guess I guess we're pills done now. or something. What? You think he's on like pills or something? I don't know because I think he was just fucking with everybody completely. So I was oh. like, oh, they're definitely not going to announce it now, right? This is, I mean, they even asked the question, they even set it up for it, and then finally, like, Calvin goes, uh, so do you want to just show it? Then he pops up the um, ad on the screen, which is just a picture you've seen online, I'm sure. And it says, you know, 2021 HBO Max. And it was so anticlimactic that all the people on the on, on the on the phone like didn't even realize what was happening at first. Oh, wow. Because it was hilarious because it's obvious that HBO or the HBO Max, WB, and Snyder set this all up, right, to, 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 to get to that point and even have the right question. One person asking a question in the way they asked it to get it to be a big announcement. And he just flubbed it completely. Maybe. It was hilarious. That's, and that's probably why it didn't get released in the first place. There you go. But anyway, so uh, he's got he's he's got some ADR to do, and then visual effects to do, and then uh, they'll be showing it on HBO Max next year. So I'm excited. Is that like not HBO? No. So Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers streaming service, right? That everybody has their own streaming services now. Warner Brothers one is HBO Max. It'll have everything HBO has. And it has a bunch of TV shows, like Friends is on there now, Big Bang Theory, and a couple other things. Um, couple of, uh, There's going to be a Green Lantern show they're creating, and there's a few other things that will be on there. And so it's a, But if you have HBO, you most likely will be able to will get HBO Max for free. Oh, thank God. That's what I wanted to hear, Mike. <laughs> well, what service do you have? HBO. No, sorry. What cable or... The one that I used to log into. So like HBO Go then? HBO Now? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. HBO Now you have, right, probably then? Yeah. Yeah, I think they said HBO Now will give you HBO Max for free. Ah, sweet. Or you just switch over, because HBO, before Wednesday, it's $12 a month. No. I'll just stick with what I got. If I don't get it, guess what? Let's have to listen to you tell me about it. <laughs> Why? I don't get it. Why wouldn't you just switch over? It's the same thing. It might even be cheaper. Free? Oh, because you. Oh, okay. I get it. Hint, hint, <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, but yeah, so you might you might get it. it depends on what um service it is. Okay. But I'm doing the same thing. I got my friend, and he's like, <laughs> so like, uh, what do you have? Oh, sweet. Right. But anyway, so that's pretty cool. I thought it was cool. And there, there's a trailer online, and I got all excited because you got Superman in the black suit, and then you've got uh. Uh, uh, Omega beams, like there's one real quick shot. Oh, and they hired somebody too. They got like they're gonna inter- the Adams gonna be in it or some shit. Well, Ray pa- he's already. The thing is, so much this movie. Snyder himself said there were six hours. And this is what he said a couple months ago. Like he has six hours of footage. Um, there's rumor they're talking about it's either gonna be a two hour movie or they might do like six episodes and turn it into an episodic thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're not quite sure. It looks like Snyder. And this is from Snyder, not just the rumors. And so it looks like, you know, they're not quite sure what they're going to do, but they have a lot of footage. And um, Ryan, was it Ryan Choi? The uh, second Adam, or the most recent Adam? His character was filmed already. And so uh, there's, I don't know if he ever becomes the Adam, but you got him as the scientist on in in the movie. And it looks like oh, okay. Snyder's going to have him released. And there was, they've already, like, Ray Porter, I don't know who that is has already played Darkseid in the movie. At least done his voice. Whoa. So Darkseid should be should show up at some point. Darkseid is. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, they one of the quick shots you see, you see Flash running away from Darkseid's Omega Beams. So I'm stoked. And this is stuff that's already this is stuff that's been filmed before, not even new stuff. So no, I'm excited. I'm hoping he I'm hoping he has enough to actually finish his story, but who knows? So so that's that. Good stuff. That, how bad do you have to? Who made that? Who made the one that came out? It's the guy that did Buffy and all that shit. Joss Whedon. Yeah. How bad is it? like your movie sucks so bad? We're demanding the guy that was originally <laughs> make it uh-huh. just release what he had in mind because your shit. Ugh. Yeah. yeah it was. Yeah. I don't know how much was Joss Whedon's fault? How much was WB's? Because after Snyder left, the whole tone of the movie changed. They, they filmed a lot more with Superman. Like there were rumors that every shot of his was redone, was done by Joss Whedon. That's crazy. Yeah, because Superman's supposed to become evil. And so, yeah. It's kind of crazy. So, the biggest thing is just seeing like two different directors <laughs> making the same movie and how different it could really be. Right. And the coolest thing would be, and this will never happen, 
Could you imagine making another movie like a Crisis on Infinite Earths, and you've got the Joss Whedon Justice League versus the Whoa, uh, Zack like, Snyder? Yeah, they have to fight each other and like condense it to one story, to, like to uh-huh. make it before the universe can move on. Yeah, exactly. How awesome and that was be? the plan all along. <laughs> that was the plan all along. It'd be amazing. Yeah. So. All right. That all you got? That's all I got for the news. Yeah. But do you want to play else? the game with no name? Holy shit! You you made one. I made one. It's dusting off the old. You haven't done this in a long time. Exactly. So I'm I'm prepared to lose just like I used to all the time. No, I'm debating if I'm going to use this last line or not because last line will probably give it away. Uh, give it away. What? Uh, so give it away. Help me out. Do it throw anyway. All right. Throw me a bone. I'll throw you a bone here. Because no, I think this is going to be pretty simple. All right. Okay. So the name of the comic is Kaiju Score. Oh, Kaiju what? Score. Kaiju Score. Kaiju okay. Score. Oh, this is going to be terrible. All right, let's go with this one. <laughs> I'm laughing already. Losing one's virginity as a rite of passage has been explored in media forever. Teen sex romps have covered it all. Losing it to a prostitute, college geeks versus jocks, creating your own woman using a computer and a doll, pie, pies, and 1,000-ton monsters. Hold it. That last one has potential. Brought to you by James Patrick... Uh, and Rem Brew. Uh, the Kaiju score is what happens when a Cameron Crowe film takes place smack in the middle of a Godzilla movie. <laughs> okay. What? So we get a, a Kaiju teen sex romp. <laughs> a Kaiju teen sex romp, exactly. Okay, awesome. What? I said awesome. All right, All right. next. Uh, let's see. Hunting is a long-held tradition for many people. Four friends have turned this tradition into a game. Keep a score based on the size of their prey. Looking to increase their points exponentially, they decide to go for a world record, a thousand-ton kaiju. They will, find out, they will find out that some prizes are not worth the thrill of victory. Brought to you by James, pa- James Patrick and Rembrew, the kaiju score is what happens when a Stanley Kubrick film takes place smack in the middle of a, of a Godzilla movie. Hmm. So, hunting kaiju. Monster World Hunter comes to the, <laughs> comes to the big screen. Yep. Okay. And then, it's the most dangerous heist ever attempted. Four desperate criminals are going on all in on a once-in-a-lifetime chance to steal millions in art and turn their miserable lives around. The catch? They have to pull it off under the nose of a 1,000-ton kaiju. And a giant monster might just be the last of their problems. Brought to you by James, Pat- James Patrick and Rem Brew. The kaiju score is what happens when a Quentin Tarantino film takes, takes place smack in the middle of a Godzilla movie. Uh, so, like, <laughs> a bank robbery. <laughs> what? It was like a heist film with a kaiju heist. security guard. Heist film with a kaiju security guard, yes. You lied to me. You said this would be easy. All three of these That's are, not. first of all, all three are ridiculous. <laughs> yes. Any of these three things made it into a comic book. Blows my mind. Yep. And a second, whatever that one that is the ridiculous one, like you made two equally ridiculous ones. To ma- like, I can't. Yes. Okay, I'm happy. Okay, so the now. only thing I could really go off of... I don't like God. I'd have to say, just by the name, I'd go with number three. Why is that? Because like the score, like I don't think it's going to be the sex romp, and I don't think it's going to be like point keep point keeping on hunting. Mm-hmm. Unless that's the, like there lies the rub. It's it, the title doesn't make any sense to what we're talking about, <laughs> kind of. But then like a score, like that's what my mind goes to first. But then I'd say no because there are no like. Quentin Tarantino heist movies, but like if you would have wrote that, you would have known that. So I don't know. Maybe you're just trying to throw me off even more. All right, I'll still say number three. All right, you are correct. It's number three. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just I started thinking about this score. What can I? What What else could mean? What else could score mean? Yeah. All right. And then I was like, like, oh, <laughs> the sex romp one got me. I'm like, all right, I'm doing this. <laughs> Why would they say it's like a Quentin Tarantino? Like what? score like heist movie as Tarantino ever done Reservoir Dogs maybe it's after the heist yeah I I, I guess so I mean that's the closest thing same with Pulp Fiction it's after the heist where they have Mm -hmm. or whatever they did yeah you're right I guess they never actually had a heist but yeah so alright well that was a good one though good job Mike still great I liked it I liked the kaiju sex rock the team (laughs) I was like, oh, come on. That's what I want now. But I couldn't really figure it out. Is, is it, is, are they a bunch of kaiju that are running around with a, a sex romp? Or is it a uh, person having sex with a, the with a kaiju? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, uh, either way, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> either way, it would be great. All right. Well, speaking of being great, I think we were. So if you liked it and you want some more, why don't you come on back next week? And till then, goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, dear. Talk to you 